Thanks for listening. My name's Noah Lack. If you like sports and you're interested in business and you want to hear both from a unique perspective you've never heard from before, well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Athletes and Assets. And welcome to the debut episode of the Athletes and Assets podcast. I'm joined by the former U of H Cougar, current professional basketball player, current CEO of Substantial Worldwide, and I cannot forget my former high school teammate, Galen Robinson. How are you, bro? Blessed and highly favored, my man. How are you? I'm fantastic, bro. Hey, let's skip the small talk. I'm going to shoot something right at you. You just came back from a professional stint in Germany. You're right now in the G League bubble, but... You know, I hope you I hope you learned something over there from Germany. So I'm going to hit you with this and and see what how you respond. Okay. <clears throat> Wie ist das Wetter da drüben? Get out of here, my guy! I have no idea what you just said, bro. Okay. What, what are you just saying? I just asked you uh, how is the weather. I know is I know is 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 I V is. Okay. Yeah. How nah, is nah, bro, it's, it's, is. Uh, Das, the, okay, okay. So, so not, not much, not much. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, pleasure to have you, bro. Um, you know, you, you've had an incredible career up to this point, um, and you, we, have, we have so much to talk about today. But, you know, as usual, per usual on these, on these podcasts, it wouldn't be right if we didn't, you know, start out with a background. So can you pick it up to, can you start in high school? Um, you know, what were your goals in high school? And also talk about, like, what, how you felt, what made you fall in love with the game, and then talk about your high school experience and, and then the, the recruiting process, and then we'll segue yeah. into the age. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I remember uh, high school, coming in from middle school, I was like, uh, I think I was like five, three, five, four, like my freshman year. Um, but I felt like I always had a, a super competitive spirit, you know what I mean? Um, and I also felt like I was overlooked. And uh, I just remember, like, uh, like when the freshmen, like, the little RCS sports rankings, like, when them, like everybody values those. And uh, in retrospect, and once you get to the collegiate level, you realize that they have no value. But uh, obviously, you're only worried about what, you know, the, the current state that you're in right now. So those, those rankings, they mean everything. And I just remember, like, I was ranked, like, 50th. And, like, I felt some type of way about that. I'm like, bro, there's no way this guy, like, I was like, there's no way. None of these kids are better than me. Like, I, I really felt that way. But, um, you know, I just always felt like um, my work ethic was my advantage. And uh, it's, it's, what, it's what probably the only reason why I still have a career to this day. Um, and I just remember them late nights, man, the, at Westbury Christian. My, my grandma be waiting in the parking lot. That was a – I just remember those were the, the habits that I built that, you know what I mean, that – helped me get to where I am. And um, I remember I got my first offer from Lamar University. And uh, one of my teammates, he was from Beaumont, and he had a he had an offer from Lamar. And we was like, man, we should commit. Like, right now, just awesome. Like, just being kids, you know, not even knowing what, you know what I mean, what the, the rest of the road had in store for us. But um, with everything, man, it, it's been nothing short of a blessing. Absolutely. And, you know, Obviously, being your teammate for, for three years, state championships, crazy tournaments. Um, I've seen, obviously, <laughs> at a front row seat to your progression. And obviously, junior, 
senior year, like you were definitely like the man at WCS, you know, you're starting to get uh-huh. recognition. And like, for me, um, I'm not scared of heights. I'm scared of a couple of things though. I'm scared of like cockroaches. Um, I'm scared of failure and I'm, and I am scared if Westbury Christian has a bad first half and we have to see a mad Galen Robinson in the locker room. <laughs> I mean, like, like <laughs> you were mad. <laughs> we had to take cover. No locker was like, oh, man. you're just so, funny, so passionate, man. so crazy um, in a good way. Um, but yeah, that you talk about like your, your competitive spirit, how you attack like any competition, you know, what's your, what's your mindset? Um, my mindset is everyone else thinks I'm gonna lose, you know, like, um, like I remember, um, like my, my pre-jab workout with the Spurs last year, I had no idea. Like my agent definitely because of his connection is how I got that. You know, I remember like I showed up and, um, one of the guys, like one of the staffers, he was like, is your name Galen or Jalen? And I was just like, I just took such offense to that. Like, I'm like, bro, my name starts with a G. How, like, you know what I mean? Like, I took such offense to that. And like, I remember, like, in a pre-job workout, it's um, it's two guards, two bigs, and two um wings. And the other guard that I was um that was in the pre-job with me was um Jalen Hands. And um, let's just say, after the workout. They the Spurs are like, don't work out with anybody else. We're gonna do this, this, and this, and this, this, and so like I made quite the impression, but it was like I was just I already had enough fuel to my fire, but them asking me if my name was, you know what I mean? Yeah. What my name, how it's pronounced, that, that just gave me that extra boost. Like, and it doesn't really take it doesn't really take much to, you know what I mean, to get me riled up because yeah. I know that I've just I just know I've been overlooked for the majority of part of my life. And um that's no, I, I like it that way, really. Absolutely. That uh underdog mentality right i mean even at westbury christian we went to a tiny school you know we got four state championships but no one still gives us any you know it's private school whatnot it's it's, that's so true and the underdog mentality is i think you should have it in in all aspects of life and and that's great to hear go talking about going back to your recruiting process one of my like most fond memories at westbury christian was us in the weight room at the WAC. And you and me are like doing bench press. I don't even know if there's any weight on the bar, but we're doing <laughs> bench pressing right at like 5.30 p.m. <laughs> and the whole TCU coaching staff <laughs> is watching us bench press. And keep in mind at that time, I'm like 5'11", 140. <laughs> like you're bigger obviously than me at the time, but you're, you know, you're not in college yet. And like you have all these big guys like cross off like, this bench press. Do you remember that? Yeah, bro, that was crazy. Oh. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that is, like, I remember, uh, like, when I was a freshman, and um, LJ, when he was a, LJ Rose, he was a senior. Like, he was a man. LJ and, Rose, um, yeah, professional basketball player, uh, played at uh, Westbury Christian with, with G. Did he play with you? Yeah. Okay. No, nah, he was on varsity. I was on JV. Okay. But, um, like, I was obviously, I was, like, a young, a young pup, and I remember, like, how um, – like, cause he had committed to Baylor. And I remember like uh, when we'd be in open gym or when we'd be working out and stuff, like the whole Baylor staff would come in. And I just remember like thinking like, man, like I, I want that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want that, you know what I mean? And it's like, just be able to just be in a position to be, to to have it. Like I was like, man, like all that hard work just paid off. Like, it was crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's, crazy. That, no, it's, it's amazing, but you didn't go to TCU. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> 
chose U of H. So talk about the process, Coach Sampson, what, what, why U of H? Um, I just believed in the, the vision, you know what I mean, that, um, that he had shown me. Um, it's my hometown. I don't know, it just seemed like it fit. Um, and looking back in retrospect, thank God I went there, you know. Um, but I just, Coach Sam, every time he called me, like, granted, he's long-winded as hell. But um, like each conversation was like forty minutes. But like he will, he'll just tell me like, "Gail, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you anything. You're gonna have to earn this. You're gonna have to earn that." And it's just like all the other coaches, they were just trying to like kiss my ass, telling me what I want to hear. But um, you know, not coach, not coach Sam. No, he 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 is not in the business of ass kissing. No sir. Yeah. And um, it worked for my benefit for sure. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And so yeah. So you know you, you finish at WCS. You're you're a freshman at U of H. Can you describe to me? I I ask. Every, I know so many people, including myself. I remember the first day of college like it was the back of my hand. Like, do you remember the first day you were at U of H as a student athlete? What was your first the, day? Of the college first at? day of the first day of practice. It was so crazy, bro. Like it was so crazy. I wanted to cry. Like. Because we were going to on our foreign tour, we were going to China. So we had like 10 practices um, to prepare and whatnot. And uh, we we're warming up. And like, granted, like it, during the conditioning, Coach Sam, like he was a pretty temperate guy. You know, he wasn't, wasn't, wasn't mother person out yet. Um, yeah. But um, we get to practice and I don't know what we were doing. I think we were just like joking around. He was like, he, he was like, you mother like why did I come here <laughs> like, um bro like what the like what the hell like why did I come here and um he was you don't like it you can your mama like I remember him saying that. I was like yeah he's talking about me because I'm the only freshman I'm definitely gonna tell my mama <laughs> like, <laughs> like bro that was in that entire practice bro like every time he blew the whistle it was like Galen get on the line and like it gets to a point bro like even down the like further down the line like every time he blew a whistle i just run to the baseline because i thought i was in trouble and i had to sprint bro it was crazy but you know god bless coach sam man he gets you to us he can get you to a level that um that you don't think you can get yourself to right. you know no absolutely so, and so yeah. yeah i mean obviously you you paid your dues and whatnot you played with some some really good players and who are around the professional basketball ranks still and um so how did you guys do your freshman season, just record-wise? Oh, um, uh, that was our first of like ever since like the year before I went to U of H. They were they finished thirteen and nineteen, and my first year we were I think we were twenty-two and ten. So like since I've been there, it's been nothing but twenty-win seasons. Winning, you know. So yeah, nothing yeah. but winning, bro. Man. So yeah, and and I I wanted you to mention that because U of H for the past decade yeah. was not relevant. Now yeah. it is a terrible, bro. Now it is like a top 10 program. And I think obviously you have a big part in that because you've established like a certain culture, um, which, which leads me into the whole for the city movement. I mean, you come in, you guys start winning. Um, you start saying <laughs> for the city and uh, you know, you get, you're obviously you're saying it's stolen by everyone. And, and, and yeah. you're, you're <laughs> talk about like, you know, talk about the expansion of that brand, that, that phrase, for the city. When someone says for the city, you know, they know they're talking about Houston. Yeah. Um, I just remember I, I came up with it my freshman year. And uh, Lauren, she's like the, the marketing uh, person. And that's Coach Sam's daughter. 
Yeah. Going cool as hell. But um, like I remember, like I think we had just beaten SMU. They were like number eight in the country, and um, like I was feeling myself. Like I was like, like I'm that dude. Like I was <laughs> swag on a million. So I remember I posted a picture, and I was like, for the city. And like I had the little, the little Ace Town sign up like that, and um, Lauren was like, she's like, I like that. Like, and she, we just took it and ran with it, bro. Like, and from that point on, like, it's it's for the city, everything. Like, it's crazy to see how much it's grown. You know what I mean? Just from a, a picture, like, yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, and, and and then from there, I mean, like I said, you guys, you guys keep winning, and then you know, your ju- junior year, round of thirty-two NCAA tournament, senior year, Sweet Sixteen lose on a BS buzzer beater uh, by Jordan Poole. Um, but no, no, I see my see my senior year. That was Tyler hero that, 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 that killed us. Oh, and then okay. my junior yeah. year. It was, that was Jordan Poole. Man. Gotcha. Junior year, oh. uh, Jordan Poole. That's right. That's right. Senior year, Tyler hero. But I mean, it's still Tyler nevertheless, hero. nevertheless an incredible accomplishment. Can you describe to even people who not necessarily aren't basketball players? Like what is that feeling? being involved directly in March Madness? Honestly, it's like, I don't, I can't even explain it. Like, um, like I remember, cause like every game is do or die. And like uh, Coach Sanson, he just has this, he just has this way of just like, getting you ready to kill somebody. Like, you, you ready for like, bro, you ready for blood. Like I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Like, and. So the podcast, um, we were, like, and, and the, the podcast Airwaves, um, Anchor, Apple Music, Spotify, that was a joke. Uh, that was a joke. He's just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, like we were already like our team for the most part, we were all pretty much like overlooked guys. You know, our core, the core of our team, were pretty much overlooked guys, and who just happened to just blossom. You know, um, and like I remember what it was like. Like we had played Ohio State before that, and um, I remember like Coach Kellen, that's Coach Sam's son. He was just like um. Like somebody's career is ending to ending tomorrow. And it's just like, you just like, damn. Like, I remember when I was a freshman, I thought this is never gonna end. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy how like the the finality of everything, like this can be the last, this, this you don't ever want it to end, bro. And um, I remember like we beat Ohio State and then um it was time for Kentucky. And um, like it's all kind of they're saying all kind of like slick, disrespectful comments that like um uh and I just remember, like, the arena that we played in, bro, was so big. And, um, and obviously, as a, as a basketball player, you're, like, the dream schools are, like, Duke, Kentucky, you know what right. I mean? Stuff like Kansas, you know, schools like that. We're at Houston, you know? Right, right. Um, I remember running out, bro. Like, it was probably, like, 20,000. And we have, like, this little section of red for our U of H fans. Um, you run out. And I just remember, like, I was just kind of, like, hit with the gra- – like, the gra- – like, the – the like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like the just the the magnitude of the moment. Yeah. And you just hear like and I'm just like, damn, like this shit really live. Like this is really it's like it's like, bro, this is so crazy. I'm yeah. just like, we really about to play these dudes, man. Like, we yeah. about to beat them. Yeah, no, like, the, the adrenaline, just the, the bro, everything, man. Like, it's it's oh, it was it was it was, I can still feel like, I can still feel it, bro. It was, I'll never forget it. It was the craziest thing, craziest thing I've ever done. That's, crazy. that's amazing, bro. I mean, uh, fortunately, Santa Clara never got there, but you know, <laughs> lived that experience uh, through you. Um, and so for, for people still listening, um, 
you we've we've created this this context this backdrop of what you've what you've done so far up up into to u of h um and so with all this going on right you're at u of h um you know you're 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 getting a lot of attention the whole city's behind you you have a whole city it's houston it's sub seven million person city um the program is you know getting more exposure and you know you're in the middle of it so with all this going on right it's all about basketball basketball fanfare whatnot where did this where did this idea of, of substantial come from like when did you first think like i'm gonna create my own business um i i remember like being at torchies in rice village and um like me I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to clothing like i don't i don't do all the extra you know what i mean the you know all that stuff so yeah. um like i remember it was me and my friend taylor like well we had went um table table but we had went into um premium goods and um like they sell shirts that say Houston for like forty dollars. It just says Houston with a period. And I was just like, wow, I can, I, was, I can make something like this and like have it actually mean something. And um, so I remember like that night, I was just like brainstorming names, and I was just like, um, at first I I wanted to call it solid, like solid clothing. Like in retrospect, substantial sounds way better anyway. But like yeah. it was, I looked it up and it was already to, it was already trademarked and everything. So I was like, okay, that's dead. And then like I the next day I woke up. Like I literally woke up and I was thinking like substantial, and then like the rest is history. Like <laughs> it was just I was just like it, it had to it had to it had to it was definitely meant to be because like I just woke up, bro, and I was just like substantial. That was the only thing that was on my mind. Got it. So, so this so what like freshman year, sophomore year, you thought of that? You know what? What? what where's this? Time? It was actually it was actually my senior year, bro. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like. I'm not a real fashionable guy, but I feel like I just know what looks good. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, you know, and, and thank God, like my teammates, they're like um, they they they're shoot you straight type of guys. Yeah. And, like I come up, I come up with some designs, and uh, some ideas. And, like uh, my boy Landon, I used to always like, hey Landon, you mess with this bro? Like, is this cool? Yeah. And like he'll give me his honest opinion, and um, like, it was just you know when you're on a team, it's like you want to use everybody. Every, like you want to use your immediate audience because like those are your guys and like they're gonna you know what I mean they're gonna shoot you straight and um you know they 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 told me what what was and what was good so right drip or skip yeah facts <laughs> so yeah so so you're so do you have any when when you were making this idea was just would you have a partner with you trying to create this or was it just was it just you trying to get t-shirts it's just you yeah it was, yeah, it was just me um. I don't know. I was that creative, to be honest, but I surprised myself. <laughs> Got it. And so, what, what did you think? Was this so? Was this in the middle of the season, like where you thought about like creating substantial? Was this after U of H or or after? Uh, no, this was like it was like it, it was like in the middle of March Madness. Um, gotcha. And it was like I couldn't I couldn't do anything with it until I graduated. So like it gave me like a lot of time to like brainstorm some ideas. And like in retrospect, looking back, that was perfect because like some of the first the first things that I wanted to do, they were shitty. They were definitely yeah. ugly, bro. But yeah. like over time, you just get better. And um, and that like my first the first thing that I dropped, it was it was definitely like nice. It was definitely a smooth like little that. design for gotcha. sure. So I'll um, I'll we'll kind of circle back and ask you. I'll ask you you know more about 
the the business of it and the whole retail yeah. side and the supply and demand of it. But but just to keep the timeline moving, so you graduate U of H. Now it's it's pro. You know it's time to it's time to make some money playing professional basketball. But at the same time, you still you have this business that's that's um, you know off the off the ground yeah. now. Um, you know, tell, talk to me about like what it was at first trying to, you know, get your first pro contract and, you know, building your, your brand with substantial. I mean, how do you balance both and, and speak to, to, you know, what your mindset was? I mean, I'm going to just give you like a typical day. Yeah. Right. So wake up, um, work out at like seven and it was, it was seven and then weights at, um, noon. And then like another workout at like five. Was this pre-draft or what? Yeah, pre-draft, pre-draft, pre-draft. Um, it was in Houston, yeah. So this was after I got substantial off the ground. So workout at seven, seven to nine. And then um, from nine until like 1130, I'm doing like deliveries with my, with like with the clothes or whatever. Then I'm heading to weights. Um, and then weights like from like 12, like 130. And then from 130 to like 430, like I'm driving all over town. And then, um, you know, dropping off the stuff or whatever. And then five, it was like from five to like six thirty, five to seven was like the last little workout. And after that, well, that was when I ate. Like I remember, like I go the whole day like without eating, bro. And it's like because I did that, like, and my first professional contract money didn't come from like a, it didn't come for like a a minute. Um, Substantial really like kept me afloat. Like I was really living off of it. Like, um. And right. looking back at it, I was like, damn, like I was really like I was grind like every day. Every day was a, a grind. And like, obviously, I'm not like a I'm not like a first round guy. You know what I mean? So um, like I was just blind grinding. just so uh, waiting for an opportunity. And uh, whenever my agent called me, I was ready. I didn't have to get ready. So um, definitely glad I had uh, my mentor, Marlon Lowe. He kept me on the straight and narrow um, because, you know, that was my first rodeo. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that's, you're saying what your path right now and in, in um, the uncertainty of like, are you going to get a big payday? I, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because um, there's so many players that could play in the NBA, but there's only so many spots. So like, gee, you, I've seen you play against household names in the NBA. You, you look like you're, you're a part of them. Right. But there's so many players that are good. It's not, yeah. like, it's not, um, it's not necessarily like because you're not good enough. It's because there's just so many players. Right. And yeah. so you have a lot of these hoopers that, you know, are like, just, just stay, stay down, wait, wait till I get my couple mil million and, um, you know, yeah. just my, all my eggs in one basket, but it may or may not happen. And so can you talk about the kind of the foresight you had to, to realize like, like, look, I'm all in with basketball, but yeah. I do have this business and we are doing well. And I want to keep, and yeah. I want to, you know, make sure I, I put my time to that as well. Uh, yeah, um, for sure. I think it's definitely important just to have like a, a hobby, even better, a hobby that pays, you know? Um, yeah. Cause like a lot of times with basketball, like with all the highs and lows of the season or whatever the case may be, um, it's, it's, it's good to have something to take your mind off of you know, I'm off of basketball because you can, you can think up a storm and it could just, you know what I'm saying? Just cloud your head and whatnot. And, um, but I, I'm definitely grateful. Like for me, I just knew that I know that the, I can't hoop forever. You know what I mean? I mean, I definitely, 
want to be able to do the right things with my money and, um, you know, invest and grow this business and grow that business to just set myself up to where I can live the way I want to live. And, um, you know, I wish I would have known that sooner or thought like that sooner. But, you know, when you're young, like I remember, like you remember Cassie, bro, like she's always tell me like, like what would happen if you get like, a, if you get an injury and I'm like, like that ain't gonna happen. And then like two broken, two surgeries later, it happened, you know what I mean? So you gotta prepare, you gotta prepare for whatever. And um, I feel like a lot of times that people just don't know any better, like in regards to like creating multiple streams of income. So, um, yeah. but like, thank God I, I, I realized it and um, I, I acted fast. I feel like, I feel like in many hoop circles, there's a stigma where like, if someone looked at UG and, and they saw that you were, you know, do they, you know, someone looked at you and, and they saw that you were doing this business, they might question like, okay, well, this is cool. You have this business and it's cool clothes, but are you really dedicated to the game? Like, have you ever had someone yeah. question like your dedication because, um, to basketball, because you're, you know, you're running your own company at the same time. Has anyone questioned like your intentions or your, your like motivation? Um, not, not directly. Okay. Um, I feel like in, in more, in more cases, um, just cause like at least the only people's opinion who I pay attention to are the people in my circle. Right. So like when I was with Austin last year, like my coaches, they thought, they thought it was dope just because they knew my work ethic. You're, so, like, you're, wait, so you're just to be clear, your professional basketball coaches who are paid to coach you didn't yeah. have a problem and supported you. With yeah. Them. Like they, and they, actually, and they, and they actually like, they actually like bought some stuff too. So it was like, um, like they thought it was cool because like they knew how hard I worked and they were like, wow, you have time to balance this. And I'm just like, shit, it keeps me sane. Like, um, but I, I definitely thought it was cool that they like, uh, that they, that they messed with it for sure. Right. So you, so you are, you come from a high major school, you're playing professional basketball and you have your business. You didn't go to an Ivy league school. You didn't go to Stanford. Um, do people need to go to an Ivy league or Stanford to, to be involved in another successful endeavor besides basketball? Nah, nah, bro. You just gotta be dedicated. Keep your foot on the gas, man. one thing I realized, one thing that I wish I would have done better in college was just network. But like a lot of times when you're a student athlete, you're kind of isolated and like in a weird way, like people are intimidated by you. Um, and you'd be surprised at how many people like I talked, they were like, damn, I didn't know you were this cool. I'm just like, bro, I'm just a college kid, just like you. I just happen to be playing on ESPN. <laughs> That's the only difference. Right. Um, but I, I definitely wish I would have networked more. Um, because that, I feel like that would have helped me. It would have helped me even more than what it has already helped me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of talk about, touch on what you've done so far in your, in your pro career and kind of where, where Substantial is now, and then we'll, we'll, we'll segue into kind of the business of it. So what have you uh, done these past couple of years? It's my, second, it's my second year playing professionally. Um, it's crazy because if you, if you, Listen to what people say. I wouldn't have ever had one. You know what I mean. Um, so, my advice to any aspiring basketball players, like uh, you know, high school, college, whatever the case may be, like just work hard. Um, believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, um, who will? You know what I mean. And that, I know that sounds cliche, but it really is true. Sure. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, just believe in yourself, man, because. I, like so it's crazy because like I, I like you'd fall into what they think, what people think, 
and it'll cause you to lose belief in yourself. It's like, damn, like, can I do it? Like, you know, like, can I do it? Like, last night, I was just thinking, like, damn, like, bro, like, I really, like, I really want to play in the NBA. And it's just like, damn, like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, it just kind of hits you, like, damn, like, yeah. I really want to play in the NBA. Like, that, like, that's so hard. You know what I mean? But if you believe it, man, you can achieve it. And um, thank God I made it this far, man. But, uh, yeah, back to your question. Uh, in my opinion, I haven't done to be quite frank with you, but um, you know we working, man. Even this in this hotel room, we can't leave. We're doing push-ups, sit-ups, calf raises, squats. You know, just trying to, because I know a lot of people will probably just sitting, just playing Call of Duty. You know, what I mean, I'm just trying to get an edge on somebody. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and um, as you as you can see, if, if for people that are listening, you know, with with an athlete like 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 Galen, who's involved with with business and and still devoted to basketball, he has a a switch he keeps flipping you know you flip into business mode or and then if it's back to the grind it's back yeah. to the grind um but let's kind of pivot towards substantial so substantial uh worldwide you created this business it's um unisex fashion uh, yeah. guys and girls um i'm rocking the hat right now i have a denim ripped hat right here you have the jacket um oh yeah this, this is not this is not been released yet man this is you know owner exclusive top secret, top secret. <laughs> um if, if you're listening on on the podcast obviously you can't see it but uh subscribe to my youtube channel and maybe you'll get a glimpse of the the, the <laughs> so um obviously gee like retail industry with, with, with clothing it's it's probably such a tough business um yeah what what were some of the things you learned early on kind of about fashion and retail that have helped you continue to, to scale? Uh, Number of things, man. One thing that I, I can say is there's no original ideas under the sun. Like all of everything that I've done pretty much has been inspired by something. And I'm sure like I've seen some stuff from other people like around Houston that I could tell got something from me. Like, you know what I mean? So like there's no original ideas and, um, and like you said, man, if, it, if it's dope, it sells. And um, I think I feel like I have like a like a relatable message behind my stuff. So um, a lot of, pe- you know, a wide range of people from all ages, all races, they can, you know, they can potentially be customers. So um, I feel like in retail or like when you have your own small clothing company or business, um, I feel like the, the, the biggest, um, how do I say, the biggest, uh, you know, I know, like what helps you the most is um the like people being able to relate to it from a wide range. You know what I mean, like a wide right. range of people. Right, and I do think that your your substantial so unique because usually um like clothing brands they cater to like a specific type of person. Yeah. I know who's gonna wear V Lone Bathing Eight. You know, <laughs> um, I know who's gonna wear Lululemon joggers. Um, yeah. But with substantial, you have a unique kind of. I can see all types of people wearing your clothes. Yeah, um, bro. I, I remember like one, are, I one of my one of my customers. Hold on, wait. One of my customers um, was like this, like like seventy something year old, eighty something year old. Like I posted the picture like on on the my business profile, and it's just like it was just crazy. Like I'm like, bro, this is like this lady was probably born in like 1940. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Rock and substantial, bro. Like that's crazy. Like that just blew my mind. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm nice. <laughs> I'm nice. Yeah, yeah. That's no. That's the congrats, congratulations. I mean, that's great to hear. And did you have? Did you think? Um, did you think the way you design these clothes 
like, did you think they're going to cater to a certain group or did you, or were you, did you have the goal of like, I want everyone to be able to wear my, my clothing? Yeah. Um, like I just feel like inclusivity, you know what I mean? Um, and like, obviously a lot of people reach out to me with like, Hey bro, like, can you help me start this? And so I was like, uh, like, what's your business name? And I'm in one dude, I think, I don't even want to say it, but, and give it away. But let's just say like, um, what it was like, let's say I'm a, I'm gonna give it away. Like he, uh, he reached out to me. I was like, what's the name of your, what do you want your name of your company to be? He was like sauce boys with a Z. I said, bro, <laughs> I said, I, I didn't, I ain't gonna tell you what I said to him, but I was like, bro, that ain't gonna work. Knock your head off the wall and <laughs> come up with something else. Like <laughs> no, that was not it. That was not it. So you that you were you're not only a uh, a retail CEO, but you're you're giving advice. You're, you're, you're oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man, for sure. The streets love me. Okay, okay. So your promotion of the brand is very organic, right? You're posting on Twitter. I see yeah. on your Snapchat. Um, you have a, your website is up, right? Is yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll plug the website in the uh, we'll, we'll we'll plug it in the link in the description of the podcast um, for sure. Um, but yeah, you had a very organic approach to this. Um, is that something that you, you wanted to do as well? Or do you, end, do you end up, you want to actually switch to more of like a manufacturing, more corporate kind of style where you're, you're promoting it like through in, store, yeah. or in stores or you're really expanding your website? Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you plan on doing with that? Um, honestly, I, I, I'm, whatever presents itself, I feel like right now what I'm doing is the best fit. Um, just cause like, I want to have like control of everything just because like it's attached to my name. You know what I mean? And um, like a lot of times with small companies, small businesses, people try to get you to short another stick because you're not like a major corporation. So it's like with me, like what I try to do is like, make sure I provide, like I communicate with my customers, like give them great customer service. I respond fast, um, ship them out as fast as I can because a lot of stuff that you hear with, like, especially black owned is like, oh, this took me a month to get, like, this took me two months to get, like, I ain't even get my refund. Like, you know, you hear all this bad stuff and it's like, I don't want none of that to be associated with me. You know what I mean? So I'm going to try to hang my hat on that. Right. So yeah, definitely. I definitely see kind of an integrity with your business. Like I want yeah. people to have a great, you know, great customer uh, service experience. Um, right. The hat that I'm wearing right now, you drove up to my garage and sold and gave it to me there. So I hand <laughs> that, you know, the CEO will be handing you your merchandise <laughs> most of the time. No promises, but he will probably be there. Um, it's, it's great stuff. Um, what, what do you think has been the biggest challenge for you as a business owner? Well, what's been the hardest part? Uh, what's, what's some of the struggles that you've, you've uh, endured business-wise? Um. I feel like uh, being hands off, you know, I was in Germany, so I couldn't run it, but, um, you know, that's probably the biggest, just because like, I just want everybody to have like a good experience. You know what I mean? I want things done a certain way. So, um, but other than that, I guess like probably, um, I guess just trying to come up with fresh ideas, you know what I mean? But I think a lot of times people like, um, they try to reinvent the wheel. Like let me you know, have a jacket with four hoodies. Like for what, bro? Just you know, I'm just give a dope design and you know, keep it simple. Um, but like a lot of times, you just tend to get you know, you start looking at what this person's doing, what that person's doing, and like it kind of makes it harder to focus on what you need to be doing. You know what I mean? So, in the next five years, five five years from now, where where is substantial? What do you think? 
Honestly, man, hopefully I'm in some nice building. Um, but I, I want substantial to kind of be more than just clothing. I want to involve it into like, you know, some charity stuff and community stuff. You know what I mean? Um, just cause like where I'm from, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's not, it, they're kids who are less fortunate. You know what I mean? And like events, I want to be able to grow it to where I can like give back and sponsor different events and different organizations and whatnot. And, um, you know, keep it rolling. Um, and just really, and, and. It's crazy because like some of the, the kids in my neighborhood who kind of look up to me, um, they like like I remember like I bought a vending machine and they was like, damn, bro, like he doing it like I didn't know you can do all that. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of times within the black community, you you think it's league or bust or you know what I mean? You don't you, you're not you're not taught that just because like whether may where it may be uh, your parents' circumstance, they weren't able to, in a position to teach you or whatever the case may be, you just think that you're just not exposed to other ways to make money. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like I've inspired them like to think differently. You know what I mean? And just because I'm just, they see me out here doing it and we from the same neighborhood. So um, like, I'm, I, like I said, man, it's, 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 it's a blessing to be able to like inspire people and, um, and educate them. It's, it's incredible. And you're, you're a pioneer. And that's why I wanted you to be like kind of my, my debut guest on the, hmm. on the podcast, because you are literally, you're literally proving to the next generation of, of, of basketball and athletes, basketball players that like, you have always been all in with basketball. Like I've, I've seen yeah. you, you know, work hard 6am late at night. You've always been dedicated to your craft and yet you still find the time to totally uh, engulf yourself in this, in a totally different business. And I, and I think that's where the, that's what I want people, if they take one thing out of this, this episode, it's that you can be, you can invest your time in one thing and yeah. still have a side hobby or something else that is just yeah. as fruitful. And but. so I salute you for that because I think you're a great example. And, and I hope if one person, you know, listens to this podcast and a young Hooper and it's like, well, yeah, I can have a backup plan and, and, I'm, and I'm proud of it. I'm not ashamed of it. And I can be creative. I think, I think we've done our job. Yeah. Thanks. But um, I think uh, I I remember I I think I was talking to one of my one of my teammates, uh, Jordan Green. Jordan, that's a tremendous guy. That's a tremendous guy. And um, like I remember he was asking me about like how do I balance, and um, I told him he was like and he was like well just he was like make sure you compartmentalize and he was like oh, whenever you're whenever you're doing basketball don't be thinking about substantial whenever you do a substantial don't be thinking about basketball like and bet and i was just i was the best i think i got i remember him i remember i remember that conversation and um that definitely you know that definitely helped me wise yeah. dude man wise dude shout out shout out jg <laughs> shout out jg i don't know you but very sound okay all right g so to to end this this episode um let's talk about your playlist what are you listening to um, you know, what, you know, obviously I believe, you know, music says a lot about you, um, talk about kind of what you've been listening to these days and, uh, we'll share your playlist with the, with the, with the audience. So, yeah. Um, or, you know, I believe like music is kind of like, um, kind of caters to your, your it's like, it's, it's like mood, music is mood based. Um, you know, right. when you, you get ready to play, you might listen to some, some mumbles. And just not, not saying nothing, just got a crazy beat and you get in that mode where it's like, I've been chilling lately. And it's like uh, this new artist, uh, De Niro Sinatra, that's his name. Like, right. I've been jamming him pretty, 
And he got some good music, man. Great. Good music. Yeah, bro got some nice, sure. nice jams. So yeah, this this playlist is this playlist is for the uh the uh, Gen Z people. Um if you're <laughs> over 30 listening to this, I'm sorry. You, you, you know, <laughs> check it out. Check it out for sure. But um definitely definitely would you say it's very rap oriented? Very it's it's real rap though, not like none of that. Yeah, real rap. So the 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 over the 30, 30 plus might, you know, they might measure the because of real okay. music. You know what I mean? Right. So, so if they like Tupac or Biggie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, might, give, it, a listen. give it a listen. Mix yeah. it up. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, gee, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, man, for for hopping on the podcast. Um, we really appreciate it. Substantial worldwide. If you're interested in the brand, please check out the link that I include. Uh, please um, listen to G's playlist. Um, we want to promote the brand. And uh, once again, thank you so much, and best of luck in the future. Hey, man, appreciate you for having me, my guy. It's been an honor. I'm damn near sad that our time is coming to an end. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, uh, it's, not a, uh, it's not a good vibe. I'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks.